Hi, it's Charlie, and this is TV in the Kitchen, a post-episode recap show where I'm joined by my friends Sean and Sam to discuss the latest series. Right now we're reviewing Succession, releasing Monday mornings, and Barry, releasing Tuesday mornings. Thanks for listening. Succession, Season 4, Episode 6, just aired. Luke's back with us this week. What did you guys think of the episode? It was good. Pretty tense. We got our uh, a lot of new directions for some of these plot lines that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, a big Kendall-focused episode, too, where we could just see him being, you know, like the most unserious TV character of all time, so it's <laughs> super fun to watch. I feel like Succession, maybe more than any other show, just, like, has the ability to, like, change directions of the season in one episode. Like, I, I yeah. just feel like it's so hard to predict this this show because it's just, like, one episode can just change so much. It's weird because it's like hard to predict, but it's it kind of always makes sense because the characters have like been largely the exact same as they were four seasons ago. Totally. So. I think also the fact that they're like insanely rich, like the characters are like insanely rich, like billionaires, and so like they can do so many things, and it's like not unreasonable. Like I feel like there's just like a wider possibility of things that can happen because they're like so rich. Yeah, that like it it really allows them to like go crazy with the writing. But I mean, Sean, you had you had a theory last week that I really liked about how uh, how they would tie to, like the Mencken election in with like the the Gojo deal, and now it's like I mean, there's nothing about the election in this episode. Oh, they they kind of like loosely mentioned Mencken in the beginning. And yeah, but not really. I saw like the in the trailer for next week's episode. It seems like it's going to be like another sort of. Matson and Roy face off, and it's just like I, I, it seemed like such a good theory, but I just like I don't even know when we would have time for that. We've got four episodes left. Yeah, I, I mean, think I, next episode is going to be interesting. Yeah, next episode doing... looks like it would be that. I think they're going to do a big ele- election episode sometime mm-hmm. yeah. between eight or nine. Well, so the see. two, this is kind of. I don't think this is a spoiler, but like the the next episode is like they're, they're doing that tailgate party that shiv and tom were talking about mm-hmm. um and so it's basically like before the election i think like talking to like donors and stuff and not just donors but like they were like hosting something i think it's for Mankin. i think that's kind of the point of it like a pre-election like keeping their connections in order um and if we saw the, tr- the preview for the next episode um Matson shows up to that party uninvited, so that'll be where that comes in. And then the following episode, I don't know anything about, but I know the title is "America Decides." So hmm. that's yeah, the election oh, episode. Probably the election episode. Interesting. Yeah. So seven and eight Good are going to be uh, a big moment for the Gojo stuff. I I just I mean I feel like after today's episode, that I mean they don't really seem. In like a, in like the right mindset to be strategizing properly now, so I guess that's that's what I mean by it. it's like it's hard for me to like see them going that direction now. Like it just seems have, like they're really winging it. Have the siblings well, ever been in the right mindset to uh, make these decisions? Like, but that actually know. seems like a like a good plan in a sense. Whereas like it it just seems like every like sort of strategic move they made in this episode like w- when they showed up at the beginning to like the the board meeting or whatever, not the board meeting but just like the meeting with all the like the old guard and, and Shiv 
they just like fumbled through that. Like I couldn't believe that that was what they had. Yeah, no, it it's pretty embarrassing. Like the Roman Ken duo was just super bad this episode. Like could not handle the pressure at all. I don't know. Kendall was just on <laughs> crazy stuff with with his whole like house so plan. Funny. And Roman was just constantly folding, like, at any sign of, like, pressure to him or, like, conflict, like, he just tried to fire the other person. <laughs> yeah. So. It's, like, I think, like, they're both approaching it where, like, they have this plan or this idea, or these ideas in their heads, and they're, like, especially Kendall, but I think maybe Roman a little bit, too, like, yeah, like, it's gonna go this way, and, like, it's all gonna be fucking great, and, like, we're killing it. And then they just go, and then they just like don't really know what to say when they have to like put it to action. And yeah, Roman, his shit was fucking crumbling at every corner. But Kendall, I guess, like kind of worked out. Kendall okay. kind of they recovered. Were, it like he he's totally kind recovered. of weirdly failed to victory two episodes in a row. And yeah. he did actually in the presentation like save it a little bit with like the line about "I wish I had another year for my dad." Like it was he was really up and down this episode between being like super manic and kind of being like an okay business person it seemed yeah, like, like he, he kind of beat Matson at the end with the little thing over the tweet he kind yeah. of did that's what they're implying i think I also he does kind of sorry he does kind of always do the same thing whenever he's like doing a big talk he like starts out and looks super awkward and like just kind of like stumbles around and then it just like ends up being like not bad at the end. Like that's happened like like three or four times throughout the show. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean like his I'm idea sorry. was stupid as hell, but like the Living Plus thing just sucks. Yeah. But like it's funny that you're not gonna get Living played. Plus. You're not putting your parents no. into the Living Plus, just like Fox Definitely News on not. one side, like Marvel <laughs> movies playing on repeat on the other screen. <laughs> yeah, just being accosted by like people in Iron Man costumes. Like it's my God, just like I oh my! It sounded like just the hellhole, like going to the Starbucks and just having like Mickey Mouse show up to greet you as like yeah. a seven-year-old man. Like, it sounded bad. It sounded pretty bad. But yeah, I yeah, think this episode also showed how the siblings like kind of enable each other because like Roman is just too conflict-adverse like ever say anything really to shiver ken even like when roman was firing with people kendall was like hyping him up yeah. for whatever reason like they just like are not not able to like really <laughs> tell bro, each not? other anything straight up <laughs> and it, it kind of like ruins them because it feels like the three of them together maybe kind of cover all the key areas that they need to to run the business but like individually it's just not working you guys want to jump into the episode yeah yeah. So let's talk about that opening scene. Sean, you reacted to this one live as it happened in our group chat. What, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I thought it was just like a great way of like visualizing how like Logan just kind of hanging over them. It was super cool <laughs> to start it as if like he was filming it live and then like zoom out to the reaction. And it was just like really funny. It's as if we saw like Brian Cox just like calling the kids morons like right in front of him. And you kind of see it throughout the episode, like Shiv's watching it, Roman's like playing it on repeat in a weird way. So it's just kind of like he's hanging over them still. Yeah. I like Kendall kind of using it as like motivation. Run it back. Let's watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah originally. On repeat. Originally, I thought he was going to try and use this as like a bad PR thing for his dad, kind of tying back to 
some of the stuff he was doing behind the scenes in the last couple episodes, but it, it played out in a in a much more interesting way. Let's talk about Shiv and Matson have their little meeting. I think these they have good chemistry together, the actors. I like their scenes. Yeah. Especially, uh, yeah, Alexander Skarsgård is really good. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to go world. wrong with him in general. But have you guys seen Big Little Lies? Yeah. Yeah. Great show. Very good show. Um, yeah. In a way. <laughs> <Not bad>. yeah, <laughs> yeah. A terrible person, but yeah, that was, that was another really good performance in that show. I loved him, like, walking across to the other plane with no shoes on. His, his character. Yeah, he's just... really selling this, like, tech bro. Like, they really are, like, pulling from, like, all the different, like, tech billionaires. Yeah, I think, like, this episode, I think, just really set in that he's not, like, some manipulating genius. Like, he's just kind of a weird weirdo that's maybe good at coding. Like, very, like, Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk coded character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. They, they had that line about him later on. Like, he's, like, he's a genius. It's, like, kind of factored in that he'd, he'd be kind of weird Um, in the, uh, the meeting. Yeah, we so we're in Waystar Studios this episode. So we get a little glimpse of like the Hollywood side of things. I, there was one shot where they were like driving up to the studio, and you could see like a bunch of like posters for their movies. Yeah, and stuff I wanted to pause and like see if I knew they were all definitely like ripoffs of uh, big Hollywood stuff, but did not see anything. I like I like the whole Hollywood subplot. It's kind of funny to like imagine them being involved in. In, in the making of those sorts of movies. Um, so yeah, they get to that meeting. I, I was really surprised at how badly they like fumbled that. Just kind of zero effort. Like you said. It seemed, it seemed like, like no plan as well. In yeah, the meeting. <laughs> like really. They just yeah, I was had... like that, that, that. Yeah, that was kind of the pinnacle of the whole like they really had it. They thought they had it in their heads and they, were, they had this idea and then it just they couldn't like put it into words yeah and they kind of just were trying to improvise and because there really there really was no way to like sell that it was a bad deal because mm-hmm. especially because everyone else was really on board with the results um of the of the negotiations mm-hmm. the shiv kind of catches on with them they have their their hug and then shiv and tom have their first scene of the episode. I really, I, Shiv and Tom's scenes in this episode were insane to me. Like that, I mean, we still haven't gotten to that like scene from the trailer where where Tom was like, like, what does he say? You've uh, you like chewed me up and spit me out or something like that. Yeah, just I mean, there's gonna be such a major like dramatic catharsis moment with these two that we're just building up to, but it's like. It's like so crazy to see them just kind of like playing this game right now. She still yeah. hasn't told him she's pregnant, right? Yeah, no, no, no. Definitely, definitely not. That's definitely coming. Yeah, I thought she was going to this episode at many points, but she did not. I thought she was going to like right, like after she was crying and he walked in, and then they were like yeah. having that moment. I thought she was just going to be like, "I have, I have your baby inside of me," but. They just ended up sleeping together, so like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where that like continues. I think yeah, yeah Shiv is really just like feeling herself with the the influence and power she has over Tom, and she knows that she's like getting that back. And they and also Tom was 
interestingly honest with her this episode too. Mm-hmm. And I didn't expect that from Tom whatsoever. I really like that monologue about just like, I like my suits and watches and like, I chose that yeah. over you. Wouldn't you? Like, It seems like it's weird. Like, the most romantic thing for them as like a couple is just being really, really honest with each other about these things that they've shied away like around for the whole like first three seasons. And they're just like, I don't know, crazy scenes where they'll just be like insulting each other and then they like bite each other in public. Like, yeah, that was really weird. Bizarre dynamic between them right now. Do we feel, I mean, we're jumping ahead now, but it's, uh, do we? I, do you guys feel like that was his motivation for betraying Shiv last season? Was that he wanted this career position? I always felt I mean, that he was like, sure. but yeah, but it was, I always, I always thought it was more so that he was like hurt by the uh, like their kind of relationship just falling apart, and his reaction was to like cling to like the next best option he had. I think that could be part of it for sure, but I don't think that his rationale for like betraying her would be just to like get back at her. Mm-hmm. Um, although I don't, that's not what you necessarily suggested, but I think that it's more so kind of what he revealed in this episode. Like that's just like more, it was just more in his interest to do that. So he did it. Yeah. And it, and that outweighed like whatever feelings he had for Shiv. Yeah, I don't think it was, like, a get-back-at-you move at all. I think, like, he was, what he said was about the money, but, like, he decided that he didn't have to care about, like, how it affected Shiv anymore because of, like, what she'd done to him. So it's, like, a bit of both, but I don't think it was just purely, like, a revenge thing. It was also something that, like, everyone else that was, like, involved, aside from the kids, like, kind of agreed with. Mm -hmm. Like, that everyone else wanted the deal. And only the kids didn't and the kids don't for like selfish reasons. Yeah. So it like it kind of makes sense for like this like kind of reasoning out that decision to me it's like not that crazy. Yeah. Do we feel like um oh, okay, well, have we seen Tom kind of like talk about his career from in this sort of way before in the show? No, but I mean, we can kind yeah, of talk about his career a lot to Shiv. He would always like ask like how things affected him yeah. whenever He's there was like anything going on. Excited about moving from like parks to ATN as well. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying I like. I, I I'm not saying it's like unfounded or anything. I'm just kind of curious because it's kind of like a side of him like I never thought about. I, I don't know. I just I never thought about like how like consciously he like thinks about those decisions in like a monetary sense because i i always like i don't know i guess i'm just seeing it as like he's like always like gonna be able to like get the suits and watches he wants because he's like married to shiv or, or whatever wealth he has so, yeah I, don't know. I mean I, I just think there's been like so many times where it's just kind of hinted at that he's just this like massive social climber and will just do like anything to like make his way up yeah but is that about like i don't know i guess I, i've always seen like these characters it's more of like it's less about like the actual like career and positions and more about just like kind of playing the game, at least the characters within the family. But I, I mean, I, I, I see what you guys are saying. There was also that like uh, early on when Greg was being brought into the fold, he like was teaching Greg how to be rich. <laughs> so it's like, it's been like, uh, 
like mentioned or pointed out before that like Tom likes to just like be rich. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not quite true. Yeah, a lot of that early dialogue between him and Greg in season one is like them like buying a two hundred bottle two hundred dollar bottle of wine and being like, Yeah, man, we're just like spending money on this shit. Yeah. Stuff like that. Doing his whole like big brother thing to Greg. Greg was funny in this episode. Oh, the editor he was those the, the, the snippy, snippy snip. snip. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, and then when they were like playing the video management skills from him. Yeah, it was so funny. He's like, oh yeah, it was really well edited when they when they were reacting to the yeah. video. <laughs> and just like all of his comments to Tom in like the background about like, <laughs> oh man, you're a good man. You had a good presentation. And by the end, it's like, dude, no one might even care now because it was actually kind of terrible. It was funny. Yeah. The progression. <laughs> Okay, so back. It's also, sorry, I just want to say it's like hilarious, like this Kendall Greg dynamic where like, <laughs> like Kendall will just be on like another plane, like doing his thing, and him and Greg will just start like talking about it. And it's like he's kind of hyping Kendall up, and it's a hilarious dynamic yeah. between the two when like Ken's in that mode. He walked off the stage and like dapped up Greg, didn't he? Like, yeah. Like I thought, yeah, that's. Um, yeah, it is really funny. So let's talk about Roman. Producer, and then following that with with Jerry, Roman is yeah. Unhinged. Roman had a great episode. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah really unhinged. Class episode. <laughs> yes, yes, but he's, it was just like entertaining. I guess it was yeah. so unhinged, um, and just like yeah, it was. I was really funny. I felt like that. I it's kind of though exactly what I would have expected from this from this interaction at the studio. Um, I really liked the tracking shot that they did. And initially, it wasn't too long of a tracking shot, but with him on the mm-hmm. the uh, golf cart, I thought that was kind of a funny. Like, I don't know. I just was really entertained by Roman in this yeah. sequence. Totally. What did you guys think of that scene with him and the producer? Um, I don't know. For me, it's just it, it showed like a lot of major weaknesses. In, in his character, like, just kind of an inability to hold the conversation, have any type of disagreement, uh, just, like, immediately going to fire her. So, I don't know, it showed that, well, he's still, obviously, I think, probably the most impacted by his dad's death and just doesn't seem to really have any idea of, like, what he's doing right now. What did you guys think triggered that? Like, was it sort of her making him uncomfortable about whatever comment it was about uh like him being qualified for his position i i i don't know i think it's um it's a little bit of that like he seemed to just be not want i don't know he just seemed to not want to deal with her like not have any discussion hmm. yeah and just like the whole interaction of like him needing to figure out this movie thing and she just didn't say what he whatever he wanted her to say she wasn't saying it, and so he just just went into okay. I guess I'm gonna fire you now, and then like he just went with his gut entirely and made a not good decision. Mm-hmm. So then, following that up, he gets like called into the principal's office to uh, talk to Jerry about that. I mean, this is like this. This seems like it's gonna have really dramatic consequences for him later on. I think it might end up being inconsequential 
because I, I think he I knows. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, think like just kind of like reverse the firing. There's nothing official, and we we know that Logan had a habit of just doing the same thing, like firing, rehiring, firing promoting. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I mean the big implication is it might just completely have like fractured the relationship between the two of them, even if it was still there at all. Well, that's but, what uh, I, mean, I, I think like, will stay around. Isn't she's kind of like the biggest threat to him, right? Because of like the the nature of their relationship previously. That is true. I mean, that could that could definitely come back to bite him. And yeah, I think Jerry's still going to be around. I don't think she's going anywhere. But that is a good point. Maybe it it drives some of that more of the di- the uh, division between within those those upper ranks and between the old guard and the kids. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Kendall's presentation here. It might giving the directions to the crew. That that scene was like brutal. Just like the. We don't say it's no so anymore. Funny. Like say, <laughs> yeah, he's just so manic. Brickwood, I was like, and he's like, "This is Hollywood, man. We can do it." Uh, it's like, yeah. I want clouds. <laughs> we need clouds. The dating guys. on the clouds was like so weird to me. Like, I don't know why you couldn't just have some kind of green screen in the background. Like, just Dude, super dumb. The part where he said, "Like, oh, like these aren't them." Like, uh, like you know, I saw it like in Berlin, and then they were like, "Yeah, like we were in contact with them." working on it for like 19 hours straight for him and he was just like an asshole about it no it's so terrible yeah it's like these people were there like probably overnight like trying to set up this stupid house that he was dictating to look like and then he's just like this this is not what i wanted dumped all this shit <laughs> and then they just use the presentation screen there's just like no checks on Ken right now because like Roman like kind of attempted to say something but just kept like walking back like Shiv doesn't care none of the old guard are really that involved so it just leads to these super dumb things like his whole presentation about like living forever is ridiculous yeah. him like talking to the finance guy about the projections just like can we can we double that? Like it's just like insane to think about. Like that would never fly. Unbelievable yeah. growth. It didn't work. Yeah, unbelievable growth. Just using all the corporate buzzwords like this is a rocket ship. <laughs> I don't even remember what he was no saying. To, going to the moon type of type of phrase. Um, can you so describe from like a business perspective? Like what what's his like strategy here? What what's what are his moves? I, think I don't even was... know, man. It, see the the re- issue is with the way he talks, you can never actually really know what he's talking <laughs> about. But I think it was some type of real estate slash tech place where they're gonna sell all of the information of the people that lived in these areas, um, buy real estate in areas where they thought there would be a lot of growth, and then I don't know, just have like the normal subscriptions. I think just like this super idealistic plan of growth that, for these yeah. things. And another thing is that I kind of felt that this whole like living plus concept was a bit of a reference to WeWork and the like the the way that company kind of represented itself because like WeWork was just a a real estate company that bought up a ton of office space and was renting it out to people, but it sold itself as this like tech company that was um disrupting like the the work in or the like the, i don't even know like it was filled with all this like fluffy bullshit and 
like similar style of like big presentations and like weird like philosophical like lifestyle things that just like don't make sense and then it gets like this inflated tech valuation and ultimately like comes crashing down and kendall was pretty much trying to do the same thing like explicitly in that conversation that finance guy he's like this is where we get our our tech valuation like this is our thing and so i thought it was i that was what i was thinking of the whole time he was describing his plan mm -hmm. There's a lot. There's a lot there. So I mean, the whole living plus thing is like, is he just trying to like propose something that does he have like an actual plan for this, or do you guys think he's just no. kind of? He's it, just it wasn't about the plan. Like, it was about like selling the plan enough so the stock price could go up, right. which it yeah. did. So it it kind of ended as a win for him. Another hilarious scene here is the Carl Kendall confrontation. Oh like, gosh. Carl continues to just be, like, unleashed <laughs> and kind of threatening him, like, yeah, you have my dick in your hand, but I've, I have your dick in mine is just a really, really funny way to, like, phrase the situation. I love that you're the world's biggest Carl fan. I am the world's biggest. I wish I picked him, but... <laughs> Missing out. Alright, so... Yeah. What else? Any thoughts on Kendall's flight jacket? So, Sidebell is great. Great addition. It really was the cherry on top for the the Kendall aesthetic in, in this kind of event. And him Real trying, high like, velocity. Yeah, <laughs> and him, like, having a second one made for Roman. And, like, yeah. <laughs> so funny. That's another moment to touch on, too, because Roman, like, went in that into that room to talk to him to talk him out of doing this and just completely fumbled and was like yeah man go for it you got this you're gonna kill this man yeah <laughs> didn't change any i think it might have actually helped kendall a little bit because he seemed maybe slightly more reserved than he might have been otherwise he also like made a joke reference to when he walked on stage at the shareholders meeting in season three and started just saying like the names of the abuse victims, which I thought was like hilarious to oh do in context. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I actually also think that that Carl conversation motivated him too, because he did get like a weird smirk on his face after that interaction. Yeah. And he was like he's like, I'm gonna do this. Fuck it. I love how he describes living plus as physical social media in the real world. Yeah, he's like, don't we yeah. all want that? I know I want that. I, know, I, like, want that. <laughs> I just want to talk to people. Um, yeah, the one of the biggest things in this presentation is they like have deep faked Logan Roy, and I thought they didn't really use it much. I thought Kendall was gonna do some crazy stuff and just have it end with like Logan saying he loves him or something, but they seemed a little bit reserved <laughs> with it, and it seemed to kind of be poking fun a little bit about. You have companies like Disney that have like done this same thing for like Carrie Fisher and other actors post death, and I think it's like really slimy to like just be recreating people like that. Yeah, totally. Well, it seems like Roman was. Do you think? Do you guys think Roman was upset about that? Yeah, I he don't seemed know. to be. He seemed to be kind of upset about it, but then he was also playing the video of. Does anyone remember exactly what Logan said? Yeah, he said, Logan was like, uh, I can confirm that Roman Roy has a micro penis and cannot, like, follow through. It was like, something like he always 
like fails or yeah. something about how like he makes the wrong decision or something. Was that like a like piece together Keep video saying. though? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think he asks. So my thought is that he asked someone to make that Mr. Snippy Snip. I think he I, like asked like a I similar conflicted because I don't know. It it's kind of we know Roman's kind of a weirdo about this stuff. I thought it would be super weird to have Logan saying that in particular. I was thinking like maybe someone sent this to him as a joke, but he's just like playing it again and again to hear the voice. I thought it was like a meme video that was like I thought like people noticed that the 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 Logan video and Kendall's presentation was like recreated. So someone like quickly like put together like a meme video on Roman. Yeah, I think that's possible too. I just don't I just feel like it'd be weird, I guess. Like we don't really ever get insight into how i guess like any of them are really perceived in the public Mm. like i feel like like when if like rupert murdoch's son was like doing a corporate presentation like and rupert murdoch had died i don't think you'll see like deep fakes of rupert murdoch like saying that his son has a micro penis or something like that like i just feel like it i don't know maybe it's like different in this succession universe i I feel but i feel like we haven't gotten the insight into that side i feel like these guys kind of like they've built that they're they're like celebrity status to be kind of like more similar to like a like hunter biden or like like trump jr sort of maybe yeah where they're like more controversial and like like their involvement is like more of like a joke to people and like they because because that's all i mean it's like i'm thinking back to like the start of season three when like kendall was like at war with his dad and how like there's like a lot of like social media buzz like and people like taking sides on it and so yeah i feel like kendall definitely yeah can like could maybe fit that role better because of all that like you said i guess i just with roman i don't feel like he's ever been in that like spotlight besides like when he was questioned about the rocket or something (laughs) from like season one or two sure yeah all right do we want to but yeah uh, Let's all right. Well, let's let's talk about the ending, the, the post uh, Living Plus presentation scenes, and then do you guys want to run through our uh, our rosters one time to see where we're at. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sure. Luke, we'll have you grade the rosters because you were not present when we made them. Can I form like a roster with all the all the like ragtag group that <laughs> that aren't on yeah. any of your teams? Like, I can get like Matson's assistant. And Oscar, like, yeah, you, yeah, you get like all of the Swedes. You can get Hugo, Carolina. There's oh, I Kevin. want. I think I think someone has Carolina. No, I don't think no. Carolina wasn't in our draft. Okay, I want Hugo and Carolina too. Uh, that's what's up. <laughs> better nice. than better than Sean's team for sure. <laughs> I loved. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll say quickly. I loved like Tom's. Like you are an ATN citizen. You are. <laughs> Yeah, that was very classic, Tom. I like that. And Hugo going like, long live the king. And <laughs> I almost thought that like Kendall had like kind of like done bad with the presentation. And they were all just like praising him regardless. But I guess that they, they probably wouldn't do that. Yeah, I mean, it seemed bad. And I think they just like saw some of the stock movement stuff and, and decided it like played fine. Yeah, that works. Yeah, pose. Slimy Carl is on board. What really happens other than this? Uh, yeah, Carl says like 
What did he say? He said he's special or something. Yeah, yeah I knew he was special. Once in a lifetime talent. Um, straight out of so like, the Last Dance documentary. Right. Uh, I mean, we just see Roman driving off. We already talked about that. Uh, Shiv and Tom departing, kind of giving like a sneak peek into the next episode and the, the drama unfolding for them. And then we see Kendall taking his victory dip in the ocean. Um, which made me very nervous about his shirt getting washed away at uh, high tide. Yeah, but it seemed like I guess it's not a big deal. Very symbolic of like some kind of baptism or something. I mean, we've seen yeah. so season three has him like falling into the water at like the end of the spiral. Mm-hmm. Season one, obviously, with the crash. So I don't really know what this was supposed to represent for him. I like the baptism thing that you're saying. I think that's a really good um, reward. Yes, yeah, like, like he really is. On top. He's back and he's here to stay. Like, he's reborn as CEO. My only thing is I don't really think he's reborn because he's still just a moron and I haven't seen like like yes. growth. But I, I think that's he is, like, but he thinks he's reborn. Okay, if he thinks it, that, that makes sense. Yes, he thinks he's like, he thinks like this is the, the turning page. Like this is it. It's a new chapter. He's CEO. I, like he did it. I feel like... It's the turning point where this was the highest peak he could he could ascend to, and it's downhill from here. I think that was the high point. I I think that was the high point. I think that was like his moment in the sun. I don't think he like I think water means bad things for Kendall. Uh, like you like you said with the season one and season three comparison, I feel like this means that it's it's just like his his dip. He's, he's He's, I think he's about to lose it all. Damn. I guess we'll see. Yes, we shall see. Okay. All right, let's okay. let's go over the list. Pull up, pull up the rosters. So, starting with my roster, number one, Logan Roy, who is dead, but can maybe be dead shit. into some kind of powerful entity. Um, <laughs> You know, similar to, to Star Wars Nine, where Palpatine. So he's like at returned. best a puppet. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Logan Roy somehow returns. <laughs> okay, there we okay. So number one overall pick, Puppet Boy. Uh, then yeah. you got. Who we else? got Jerry, who maybe Just was fired. fired. It's still <laughs> we're still unsure on the legals and on the PR on that. We got Tom Wamsgans, who just came off a, a legendary. Uh, performance at the investor meeting okay maybe getting back together with shiv i'm hearing good things honor roy i think we can assume he has, an apartment. he has a new apartment i think we can assume he's gotten a bump above one percent by now so he's he has some political juice and i actually do have carl so i was wrong before and carl's been killing it like one of the, the one nation's of, best and brightest your ace. CFOs. Carl might be my ace. Carl's Carl, I feel like Carl's getting like way too confident and he's gonna get like absolutely smoked. I think he's only getting confident because he's like on his way out and they can't really like we'll get out of this golden parachute. Yeah, they can't really like stop him from getting that because I assume it's all stock options. So he's well, he's they can fire him, can't they? So they they can fire him, but I think he gets his money like regardless. So so he he's kind of yeah. chilling. I I just want to jump back a bit because we kind of glossed over this. Were you like suggesting that Logan Roy was going to be like rebuilt in like a 
like a factory where we would see like thousands of Logan Roy clones. Like no, like no, a, I was well, just like just the one, like just, just his just conscience kind of like put into a younger body, maybe into like Greg or something. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Maybe the technology's not there. But... <laughs> Maybe that's that's like that's what all the the Greg wins theorists are gonna be jumping on now. Yeah. It's it's all about the like the Logan saw potential in Greg to be his new body after he died. <laughs> Could be. I like. But it. um, okay, Sam, you can you can walk us through your team. Next. Yeah, my team is sick. My team is doing well. Shiv back on top of the power dynamic over Tom. She's like has this cool thing going with Matson, so she's got like connections and doing her thing. Stewie absent from the episode, but he's his money is chilling, so he's all good and he's always got the upper hand on Kendall. Uh also though got Kendall though, so hedging my bet there. Um but Kendall's like literally reborn on top of the world and maybe he won't fall. Um Colin also absent but Probably you know he's the season. He's no, no. He's rolling. He's rolling with Marsha. He's chilling. Um, and then Frank, who Frank, yeah. untouched, untouched this episode. Jerry and Carl were like a little bit on the ropes, and Frank was just relaxing. <laughs> so, yeah, my team's looking strong. I definitely think Sam over Sean so far. Okay. Yes. I, I don't know if I agree, but yeah, fair. He enough, has fair like enough. more big name players in play. Kendall is good. Kendall falling to round three is like one of the craziest things that's like ever hey, happened. When you guys, when you guys drafted, season, wasn't it like, yeah, he was like Wait, real low. John, you picked, I picked Jerry him. and Tom before Kendall? Yes. He picked Jerry and Tom. I did. Yeah. I, I, I was low on Kendall to start, man. He was coming off a of collapse. Yeah, like, just just yeah. a, a ridiculous season from him. So yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's, yeah. I I can't imagine people. I I just like I don't feel like Kendall will end up on top at the end of the season. I I feel like they're like the entire purpose of the show is like for him to not be on top. Yeah, I just I feel like can't. I feel it's either he's not on top or he has to like sell his soul and do some really bad stuff to end up on top, but it's like not worth it. I mean, maybe maybe it's like prediction time, but I can see him ending on top and it like going full circle from like episode one, him being like announced very soon. And then like by the end of episode one, he had it taken away from him. Yeah. And then it's like four seasons of like the like absolutely craziest roller coaster of like probably anyone in the show. He like yeah, ends up I back on top. I can I could see that as a yeah. possibility. I also think he ends up on top, so my team is really chilling. I started laughing there for a second because I I mean I feel like we already had this conversation, but I just like I thought of like the Godfather Michael Corleone ending. With <laughs> yeah, Kendall. I was gonna say that as well, but I didn't because I've said it like twice before. <laughs> like <laughs> back to the Godfather. We're back. And you guys have still not seen The Godfather Part 3 since then, I assume. No, no, no definitely oh, not, man. No chance. <laughs> okay. No chance. 
Okay. I mean, that is okay. that is a good ending. I, I, I feel like I would be happy with that ending if it's like Ken lines up on top, but he's just like, he's screwed over everyone to get there. Yeah, maybe he'll fuck over uh, Chiv and uh, uh, Roman. I think I would be happy with any ending that's not like some super goofy, like Greg ends up on top or something like anything else. I'd be pretty oh, good there's no way Game of Thrones it like no, I I don't want the brand. <laughs> no one had a more interesting story. <laughs> there's no way Greg can be on top. It's just not possible, man. No one had a more interesting story than Carl, the '90s cable man. <laughs> exactly. Okay. All right, my Try team. Take us through your team, yeah. All right, I got Roman. I still am. I I feel like my Roman pick was looking way better towards the beginning of the season. He's kind of. Uh, I don't know. He's getting he's very lashing out. He's lashing out. I'm he's just doing Roman things. I mean, past couple episodes. Yeah, but they're like he's very he's very much. I feel like he's he, like someone said earlier. He's like hurt more about um, Logan's passing than anyone else. Yeah, and it's definitely that's affecting definitely him, true. and I think that could lead to him losing grasp of like the mission for power. Um, Matson, I'm high on right now, but I, I'm kind of worried about Matson. Like, I liked him as like a runner up, but I do feel that I, I feel like the show is not being driven towards like a, like a Matson. Taking over Waystar ending. Yeah, the whole the whole blood thing too. Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty big. Yeah, I think he's kind yeah. of like he's like an obstacle that has to go at some point. But I, I still, think yeah, I feel like the deal is gonna fall through at this point. I feel like he's kind of like my my like you have Stewie, I have Matson, where it's like I think they're like overall like a pretty competent player, and but this it's just this show isn't it's not their game. Yeah. Um, Greg. I don't know why I picked Greg before Carl or Marsha before Car- Carl, but yeah, Greg is like really taking a backseat this season. I feel like he's just not making moves or anything. He's kind of just worming around, trying to survive. Um, Marsha was present for an episode. I do like Marsha. I, I just I don't think the story is following around her. And I think yeah, totally she got like up. sixty mil in the bank. Yeah. Um, At least, yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's chill. Do we like get to add up the net worths of all of our like monopoly no, at no, the end of it? You, like just, you cash in all your chips, you see how much you got. Alright. Who do you think is the best? Um it's you forgot to mention Carrie, Charlie. You also got Carrie, but Carrie's out, I think. Carrie's Carrie's dead. definitely never yeah, coming back. Yeah, I well she could be taking um uh uh, Tucker Carlson spot on Fox News now. There's a, there's that's true. There's an opening on CNN. There's two opens. That's right. Yes, she's got two viable positions. Or she she could, she could take over James Corden shows. That too. The late late yeah. show. Or whatever. Honestly, I think I take my team of like the Swedes, Hugo and Carolina over all of your teams. That's fucked up, man. No, I think no. I think I think Sam actually has the the strongest team. I would agree. Yeah, totally. Not even I close. Think, I think it could be. I think it's close between Sam and Charlie. Roman could like pull it out. Lucas Madsen could end up like very well. And uh, I don't know. Sean doesn't have anyone who has like a real <laughs> shot at landing on top. Roy, Sam. Roy, okay, get 
<laughs> okay, <laughs> man, sure. Uh, Sam has has Shiv and Kendall, who are both like great, great shouts, and like Frank and Stewie are doing their thing. So he's got like like a lot of a lot of potentially strong players. Definitely do. But you never know. I mean, you never maybe know. maybe Shiv will die in in her pregnancy or something. Fuck, man. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I really hope that doesn't happen because that would be a weird prediction. But uh, that would be that would be that really would be weird. If, if very weird. You. The one thing I was right about was that Shiv died in her pregnancy. That's that's pretty cool. Okay. okay. Uh, fin- final thoughts. I'm gonna say three characters. Um, you guys say are they appearing again? Marsha, Carrie, Uncle Ewan. Will we see any of these three Ooh, in the series again? I think early down? Yeah, I'm picking Marsha for sure. If you see Marsha and I feel Ewan, like we have to see Ewan once. Yeah, I think be Ewan a break in Ewan's yeah. When are they gonna have the fucking Logan Roy funeral? Are they not? Are we gonna assume they've skipped through it because we have an election episode and a finale? So it really only leaves like one. I feel like a like a finale, like funeral. Could that like... be the finale? Yeah. I mean, why would it take so long? Yeah, that's true. But I mean, it's only been a few days, dude. No, it's true. But like, there's no way the election is like in the election's got to be like in at least like a week. And I feel like he's got to be buried before the election. Does he? Well, I don't know. Time-wise, like, how long <laughs> do you wait to bury a body? You can wait, like, a little bit of time. Like, sometimes they usually do it, like, within a week, but that's, like, normal people. Yeah. These are, yeah, like, maybe they're... very, very abnormal people. Maybe this whole they're time working, yeah. Con- Connor's been having problems with the funeral home. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah no. <laughs> Maybe they're trying to reanimate his body, and then uh, Sean's team is gonna really jump up in the in the in the favorability. Again, I'm thinking maybe this was secretly like a bit of a sci-fi show oh, the whole time. It was like <laughs> it, was, it was hidden in. Dude, like I was gonna, I was gonna <laughs> say this is like, what if there's a Westworld like yeah. thing? Like, I don't know how much of it you guys have seen, but there's like, it came out that there was like that whole like thing behind the scenes where they were like working on like getting someone's conscious into like a human body and they had like like clones of them and it was the 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 original CEO of uh of the company it it wasn't Anthony Hopkins it was the uh, it was a what's his name's dad James Delos is like what's his name's uh he was a what was it the CEO or whatever, and the the man in black's dad was well, the man in black's father-in-law. Father-in-law, yes, father-in-law. Yeah, he's James. De- yeah, that guy's James Delos. He's played by a really yeah. good Scottish actor who's in. Uh, uh, he's in a bunch of stuff, but he's in yeah. um, Ozark. It was really good, but uh, maybe maybe there's like something going on with Logan, like there, and they're like Could be. working on on saving him. Okay, well we we've reached a, a point. In this episode, for sure. Uh, let's stop there. <laughs> let's, hey, let's, hey, thanks, before guys. we get any more <laughs> outlandish with this. Alrighty, thanks, guys. <laughs>